Hello, brothers and sisters, adults and kids. Hello, church family. As I speak this morning, you might like to grab pens, pencils, crayons and paper. You can take notes or draw a picture or whatever helps you to listen and hear from God. So go fetch those things and I'll pray for us. Lord God, we want to hear from you today. Please speak to us through your Holy Spirit. Tell us about Jesus. Tell us about your ways and your plans. Please show us your holiness and teach us to be like Jesus. Amen. This is a strange year, isn't it? A year of ups and downs. We're going to school. We're not going to school. Oh no, we're back to school again. The shops are open. No, they're closed. No, some of them are open and some of them are closed. We don't really know which is which. Worries about the virus. Will we get ill? Will my grandma be okay? And all that's been tough. But here's one good thing. Usually, by this time of year, I'd already be sick of Christmas music because I would have been hearing it in shops for the last few months. But I haven't been going to shops. Hooray! Christmas music is special again. <clears throat> and now it's December. I'm starting to get a bit excited about Christmas. I know that some of you already have your trees up and they've been up for weeks. I understand that. We haven't had many celebrations this year, have we? Birthdays have been difficult, no parties, you can't see all your friends. But Christmas is something we can all look forward to. Whether or not you started early, I think we can all agree that it's that time of year again. That wonderful, happy, exciting, stressful, expensive, overindulging, spiritual time of year. Christmas is a mixed bag. Good things and not so good things. We've taken something pure, the celebration of the gift of our wonderful friend and saviour, Jesus Christ, and turned it into a competitive, crazy, shopping time monstrosity. Forgive us, Lord Jesus, for forgetting you. Today, I'm delighted to bring you Freedom Church's first Christmas sermon of 2020. We've been looking at the book of 1 Timothy, but we're going to stop that for a bit. And for the next three weeks, starting today, we're looking at Christmas, at the birth of Jesus. And in particular, we're looking at the special Christmas visitors. Next week, it will be the shepherds. The week after that, it's the wise men. So that can only mean this week. What do you think it is? It must be, you've guessed it, angels. Ah, we like angels. When you read the Christmas story in the book of Luke, you see that angels played a really important part. And we're going to start there today, looking at the parts of the Christmas story that involve angels. So grab your Bible 
And let's turn together to the book of Luke, chapter one. Luke is the third book of the New Testament and one of the four Gospels, the big stories about Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Are you there? Now, just before we start, let me say this. We're, we're about to see the angel Gabriel appear to Mary. We're not going to read the first part of this chapter. And that's where Gabriel has already appeared to a church leader called Zachariah. Zachariah is married to Elizabeth, and Elizabeth is related to Mary, who will become the mother of Jesus. Zachariah and Elizabeth become the father of John the Baptist. He's an important Bible character, but that's a separate story. So, by the time we get to Mary, Gabriel's already appeared on earth and announced one birth, the birth of John. And we're now going to see him announce another birth. Are you ready? If you're drawing pictures of this story, make sure you've got your pens and paper now, because this is where the action starts. Let's go. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to, to her and said, Greetings, favoured woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month, for the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. That's amazing, isn't it? An angel, a real angel, has told Mary some incredible news. Now let's read some verses from chapter 2. Between the part we've just read and this next bit, John's been born, and then a few months later, Jesus is born. So this is Luke chapter 2, verses 18 to 14. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, 
Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognise him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Wow. Can you imagine being there and hearing this great gathering of angels? Next week's sermon will look at the shepherds in particular, but I hope I'm not stealing anyone's thunder to borrow this passage as we look at the angels part in the story. So we've seen the angel Gabriel in chapter one, then in chapter two, an unnamed angel followed by a vast host of angels. That's a lot of angels. And if we're going to talk about angels, we should probably make sure we know what exactly or who exactly we're talking about. Because all of us, pretty much from birth, we've bombarded with pictures and stories about angels that are completely made up. When I say angel, do you imagine a man in a long flowing robe with a gorgeous pair of wings? Because that's not really what the Bible says. There are a few different types of angel mentioned in the Bible and we don't always get a description. But here's one description from the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel 1 verses 5 to 8. From the centre of the cloud came four living beings that looked human, except that each had four faces and four wings. Their legs were straight and their feet had hooves like those of a calf and shone like burnished bronze. Under each of their four wings I could see human hands. So each of the four beings had four faces and four wings. Each of these angels had four faces. What does that look like? Four wings, not two, but four. And hooves, like a cow has, where their feet should be. Does that sound like the angels we see on Christmas cards? The truth is there's a lot of nonsense out there about angels. And because we see and hear a lot more of the nonsense than we do of the truth, of the word of God, bit by bit, we get confused. We're led astray. So, angels looking like blonde men with wings in a dress, that's fake news. And how do we know this is fake? Well, the Bible tells us that angels are spirits, not humans with bodies, but spirits. We'll see that in Hebrews 1.14, which we'll look at in a bit. Now, how would you feel if you saw an angel? I think that's hard to imagine unless you've actually seen an angel. To help us think about this, try this. Imagine a really powerful hero. 
Do you have any favourite heroes? Mine was always Superman. I used to dream about being Superman. Your hero might be Wonder Woman, or Black Panther, or Thor, or how about the Hulk? Or, for the mums and dads, maybe it's one of the gladiators, like The Rock. If you came face to face with your hero, just imagine that. How would you feel? You'd be impressed. You'd be amazed. You'd be in awe. That's Hulk standing there. The Hulk! You'd probably be a little bit scared. Or if you're a grown-up, you might wonder if someone spiked your drink. And when people actually see an angel, that's often how they feel. They get a sense of the power of this being. Mary was confused and disturbed. The shepherds were terrified. Angels, they're scary. They are messengers of God and they are powerful. But you know, if you saw the Hulk, well, maybe not the Hulk, because you never quite know what he's going to do. But if you saw Wonder Woman, you might be scared, but you'd also feel safe. Because she's on our side, on the side of good. She wouldn't hurt you unless you were a baddie. And scary though they are, angels aren't coming to hurt us. Because we love God, and they do too. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14 says, Therefore, angels are only servants, spirits sent to care for people who will inherit salvation. They are spiritual beings sent to look after us. Us. <clears throat> God sends angels to do what he wants them to do, and he sends them to look after his children, the people who believe in Jesus. And sometimes God gives the angels a very special mission. And that's what we see here with Mary and with the shepherds. These Christmas visitors came to tell Mary, to tell the shepherds about Jesus. Jesus, the most important person who ever lived on the earth, more important than Wonder Woman or the Hulk, he was coming. And the angels were telling people, get ready. <clears throat> Do you believe in angels? It's okay, you can tell me. Angels are real, you know. They're real. And they're powerful. And they're good. We don't often see angels, but sometimes people do see them. Sometimes people see angels and they don't even realise they're angels. Hebrews 13 verse 2 says, Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers, for some who have done this have entertained angels without realising it. Isn't that amazing? Or maybe disappointing? You might have met an angel already and not even realised it. I've heard lots of stories over the years about mysterious strangers who seem to come from nowhere. They're helpful or they're comforting. They change a car tyre. They talk to a sick person and then they're gone. And no one else saw them. I remember as a child 
hearing angels talk to me. At least I thought they were angels. Before that, I used to get very scared at night. I saw a demon over my bed once when I was five. And for a long time after that, I was scared. I think God probably sent angels to make me feel better, to help me to go to sleep, knowing I was safe. No harm was going to come to me because God was looking after me and sending these spirits, these angels to care for me. As I got older, I kind of forgot about this and that sometimes happens with adults. Have you read the books of Narnia? If so, or if you've seen the films, I'm sure you'll know of the four children from The Lion, The Witch and The Wardrobe, Peter, Susan, Edmund and Lucy. They become kings and queens of Narnia, the special country. But in the last Narnia book, which is called The Last Battle, Susan isn't around anymore. And we hear that's because she stopped believing in Narnia, even though she went there herself. She says to one of the others, what wonderful memories you have. Fancy you still thinking about all those funny games we used to play when we were children. They weren't funny games. They were real. I mean, within the, within the Narnia stories, they were real to the characters. She made herself believe they weren't real because she thought that was how you become a grown-up. She was wrong, dead wrong. Don't forget the things God shows you, whether you're young or old. We can explain them away, forget about them, think we just made them up or they were a dream. But no, don't be robbed of the wonder that God gives us. Angels are real. At some point in your life, you'll probably see one, even if you don't know it. And you can almost guarantee that sooner or later, an angel's going to get you out of trouble or save your life. Angels don't save us from everything. Only Jesus does that. But they do a few things in this world. God tells them to. So this story in the book of Luke about angels appearing to Mary and the shepherds, we call them stories, but they're history. This really happened. This angel who appeared to Mary, we actually know a bit about him. His name's Gabriel, and we know that he's very, very old, probably thousands of years old, much older, if you can believe it, than our mums and dads. One of the reasons we know this is because Gabriel appears much earlier in the Bible, in Daniel chapter 9. The events in the book of Daniel took place hundreds of years before Jesus was born, and that, of course, was about 2,000 years ago. In fact, God probably made the angels right back at the beginning when he made the world. So they're really old. But what did Mary say to him when she saw Gabriel? 
She didn't say, oh, wow, you're really old. That would have been rude. And he probably doesn't look old anyway. Angels don't grow old like we do. No, Mary was very respectful. At the end of the conversation with Gabriel, she said, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. This young lady, Mary, who wasn't even married yet, was told that God's power would make her a mother. You may not know yet how babies are made, but let me tell you this. This is not the normal way. God has only ever done this once. Once only he sent his son, Jesus, to start life as a baby and to become our Lord, our friend, our hero. Speaking of Jesus and heroes, let's remember that it's Jesus who needs to be our hero. We're talking today about angels and we may be amazed by them. We may think they're fantastic. We may even wish we were angels ourselves, but we can't make them our heroes. We don't pray to angels. They aren't Jesus. Jesus, God, that's who we must pray to and that's who we worship and sing to. Remember this, we were made by God and angels were too. They're not better than us in God's eyes. And God didn't send Jesus to die for the angels. He sent Jesus to die for us. So we keep angels in their proper place and that's where they would want to be. Look at the attitude of the angels. Look how they talk about Jesus and God. Look how they treat Jesus. The angel Gabriel said to Mary that Jesus would be very great and he would be called the son of the most high, that God would make him the king above all kings forever. He said that Jesus would be holy and would be called the son of God. These things are all true and they speak of a God who we should worship. And the angels who appeared to the shepherds that's exactly what they did. They worshipped and they said, glory to God in highest heaven. And that's the example we must follow. Hebrews 12 verse 22 says, No, you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to countless thousands of angels in a joyful gathering. Angels joyfully worship their God. We have great reason to worship God with joy too. Even if life is hard, God loves us. He saves us. He gave us our lives. Every good thing that comes to us is from God. And we worship and praise God because he's amazing, much more amazing than any of the heroes we talked about. He's more powerful than a thousand superheroes, than a million angels. He has infinite power, more power than we could ever measure. We love God. We love Jesus. We love the Holy Spirit because God is loving and kind and merciful and always right. When you worship God, 
maybe you'll remember sometimes that even though we can't usually see them, the angels are worshipping God too. And while we're worshipping God, it's okay to thank him for the angels. We don't always see the work that they do, but we know they care for us, as we saw in Hebrews 1.14. God sends angels to care for Christians. How good is that? Well, I hope if you were a bit uncertain about what angels are, you have a better idea now. And I hope that your heart has been filled with wonder and thankfulness when you think about all that God has done, including making these caring, powerful beings. And I hope that as we approach another Christmas, this won't be just another Christmas for you. I pray that you will be blessed, that you'll know the voice of God, that maybe, maybe you'll even see an angel. And I pray that if you don't know Jesus yet, you'll come to know him at this special time. Covid cannot steal Christmas away from us because Covid cannot steal Christ. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness to us, your care for us, your love for us. We thank you that you have made all this, that you've made angels, that you've done so many things that blow our minds. Thank you, Lord, that you made these angels and you gave them jobs, including caring for us. We don't know how they do it. We don't know when they do it. But we know that your word is true and we thank you for that. Lord, I ask that you bless, you pour out your blessings on my brothers and sisters today. And Lord, even though we're in strange, difficult times, we will know your joy and your peace. The peace that you declared was for all men when the angels came and announced the birth of Christ. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening. I hope you've drawn some great pictures. Feel free to show us. God bless you.